Everybody knows that today we're living in... Uh, we're living in, in, in very different times compared to the pre-Dicodatus for many reasons. About Moldova, on top and one or two things. I have to go find it first. And this is what I I don't see it. Everybody knows that in Rusland, uh, Rusland, Rusland, Russia, a very interesting phenomenon this in Russia Mastama as many Yidden as there are in, in Eretz Yisrael and Sado mentioned the rave of the people in Russia have no shachas to Yiddishkeit most of them don't even know the Yidden there was no shachas whatsoever. But from that thing, in Russia, people that feel they are from underground, they don't feel they are from a yid, but with Messiah's nefesh, they must have nefesh to be Mekayim Mitzvahs in Russia. Because they don't want to lose their job, and they don't want to be... Uh, Harassed by the officials and other Maises. Just tell you, a, a, a one Maise. Maybe some of you heard it from me. I don't know. I don't know if I ever said it. If I didn't say it. But I'll call upon him. Many of you didn't hear it. Those that heard it should actually get and go upstairs and get loud and definitely share nothing more. There was a love, there's a love in, in one of the, I don't want to mention no names there, it's not Negea, the names. There's a love in one of the cities in the south, in the United States. The love of an orthodox shul, a big shul. And he was traveling to Russia on a visit. And, uh, Uh, so one of the, uh, I mean, all the Balabatim knew that their Rav is leaving to Russia. So they, uh, they, whoever had Shaykhs with Russia, they bet a Bissel Tavis with him. Kitzar Ameiser, one of the Balabatim from Yeshul came to him before he traveled. And he tells him the following. This trip was made, before we go any further, this trip was made in uh, 1973, if I'm not mistaken. Kitzar he asks from the Rav of the following Taiva. This Yid has a brother in Russia. He has a brother in Russia that he used to correspond with. He used to get cards and letters from him. 
And for the last 10 years, past 10 years, I mean, let's say from 63 to 73, the he didn't receive any letters from him or any postal cards from him. He didn't receive any idea whether he's alive, dead, doesn't know anything about him for the last 10 years. And before the 10 years, he used to receive from him regularly letters. He's very worried about the welfare of his brother. He doesn't know if he's alive or dead. The kids are abysive. He has to have Grossman. His name is... Not yet, most people don't know who he is. It's in the south of He asked him... to find out whatever he can about the brother. His balabas gave him the last letter that he received from his brother ten years ago. Over there it says the, the name, the address, and the, the fact that he has the letter will help him, if the guy's alive, to get entrance to him. And he should know that it's a, he's a shliach from his brother. People are afraid to speak openly to guests from the United States, dignitaries from the United States, because they might be harassed afterwards. Kids of the Rovers mask him that he'll do it, they'll turn out And the Rov himself said that the reason why he was masking him is not because he was so masking him to do such a chesed, because it's a pain in the neck, he's going to a strange land for a couple of weeks. But this kid was a big veer, and he figured if he'll do him a taiva, he'll be able to get a taiva back from him for stock or for whatever. The Rav traveled to Russia with another person and they went to the address that's mentioned on this letter that was sent from Russia to the United States ten years ago. The place where they went to, the address, was like a project of workers. Uh, Factory workers had... uh, uh, inexpensive apartments in the form of a project. Not rich people. Anyway, he went to the door of the address of the brother and he knocked on the uh, he knocked on the door and on the door in the name of the brother. So obviously he's still alive. But no one answered the door. No he clapped right up, no one answered the door. He felt, except Sagan you know, this was not Mamish in the place where he was staying. This was not Mamish in Moscow. So he had to take a, a trip in order to get to this place. Now that he's here, sees he can't accomplish anything. He wasted a day. So does uh, not the So he figured he'll knock on the, uh, on the neighbor's door at least find out a little bit of what Tzutzuk the brother, so at least he can come back to the Balabas in, in his shul and tell him a little bit about his brother that he'll find out from the neighbor. Kitsa, he knocks on a neighbor's door and uh, he took a chance and asked if she's Jewish. Kitsa, she was Jewish. And he spoke to her in Yiddish. He didn't know Russian. He spoke to her in Yiddish. And he said to her, Do you know who lives next to you? Do you know your neighbor? So she said, Yeah, 
I know who he is, but I haven't seen him for a stickle size. I haven't seen him for a while. But I know that they're there, but I come out, don't see him. He says, because whenever they come into the house of God or the house, they make very little noise. So I have no shaykhs come out with my neighbor. You know, Shem? So he went out of the, uh, that building of Abyssal Fatumul. He doesn't have any information really to tell the brother. The brother is not home, and the neighbor doesn't know too much about the brother, but she come out never sees him. So uh, it's like he wasted a day. He's there in Gansan two weeks, so this is a valuable day that he's spending in Russia. And he didn't accomplish anything. Kitzer HaMaisa, on the way out of this uh, project of workers, he sees a guy walking in the street that looked a little bit like the brother in, 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 in his shul. He resembled a little bit the, bro- the, the brother that's Balabas by him in shul. And it was in the summer. And he was wearing a hat. So he figured for sure he must be a yid. When Abyssal, he resembled the brother. And he said he had sideburns. He didn't have a beard, but he had sideburns. Because he pays. He looked like a yid. He had a hat. It was the summer. And he resembled a little bit the brother. What could he lose? He can't, he can't lose anything. What could happen? The kid to the rough walks over to this guy. And he asks if he knows Blaney Ben Blaney, the brother that's supposed to live in this apartment. Do you know this person? Obviously, he, he was able to speak Yiddish to him. So this guy in the street that was wearing the hat and the sideburns that looked a little bit like the brother says to him very curtly, what do you want to know for? Over there, they're chayish everybody. What do you want to know for? So the Rav said, because I happen to know a brother of that person, of Blaney Ben Blaney, in the United States, and he asked me to look him up while I'm here in Russia. I came to give regards from this guy's brother in the United States. This guy says, very quietly, in a whisper to the guy, just in the middle of the street, he says, uh, I'm he. That's me. But you have to swear, he says to the Rav, that if I let you into my house, you have to swear that you'll never tell anyone what you see in my house, in my apartment. But first he said, you have to prove to me that what you're saying is true. Because this Rav said that he's the Rav of the shul where his brother davens. So the guy said, I never saw a Rav that doesn't have a beard. This Rav didn't have a beard. 
clean-shaven American rabbi. He didn't have a beard. He says, I can't believe that what you're telling me is true. Well, the host of Nishkem Bod, a rov on a board is Nishkem Rov. The kids, he showed him some riots that he's a rov. And he took out the letter, he took out the letter that he himself sent to his brother ten years ago. So Shannon is examined with the fact that he showed that he's a rabbi, and he has the letter, and the Psashtikla that he's saying the truth. So he went to the building where his apartment is, and, and he said to him, that you have to tiptoe as soon as you come into the building. Can't make any noise. No one should know that we're going into the building. They tiptoed into the apartment that he was knocking on before, and no one answered before. And when they opened the door, there's someone there. His wife is there. Obviously, she didn't answer the door. She was there. She heard the knocking, but she didn't answer the door. The lady that was in the house was extremely, extremely thin. Come out emaciated. She looked sickly. Very sickly. And very white, like a ghost came out, he says. He never saw in the United States a person that should look so sick. And the whole time that they're in the apartment, he says to, to this rov, you must not speak above a whisper. You can't speak anything above a whisper. Well, they're talking a little bit. He asked him about his brother. What's not my brother? What does my brother do? And this and that and that and this. And the rov asked him, what do you do here? What do you do for a job? Well, all this is spooky to this rov because he doesn't understand why we have to tiptoe in. He doesn't understand why the neighbor never sees him. He didn't understand why we got a whisper. He didn't understand why this lady looks half sick. All these things are very spooky. But Gomez is Russia. Russia has it. But while they're talking, the rub hears behind the curtain or behind the drape a noise. It's getting too much for his nerves. Everything's in a whisper. And everything's spooky. He can't understand anything what's going on. But he tries to act very normal. But he, he, couldn't, he couldn't stop hearing the noise behind the curtain, behind the drapes. He, he, he didn't know what to think. Secret police. The kids say he may believe that he doesn't hear it. All of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky, in a whisper, he hears, in Yiddish, Tate! He said in a whisper, of course. Can I come out? And the father says, yes, you can come out. From out of the curtain comes a kid, nine years old. He was wearing the talus cotton and payas. And on his face was a big smile. But he was extremely, extremely sickly looking. His, his color was mamish white like a ghost. Mamish be a ghost. He says in the Gans United States, he never saw such a thing. Not what like, the lady looks like and not what the kid looks like. Mamish like ghosts. 
He tried to make believe that he's not uh, shocked from the sight of the kid. Kids of Grossman, his name, gave him Sholem. And the father of the kid says to the kid, this person is a rub from America. And he knows your uncle in America. He never saw his uncle for Shaitan. But from that uncle. He knows your uncle in America. Anyway, the Rav asked the kid, you go to school? He wanted to start a conversation. He wanted to be sociable. So what's the fact kid for nine years old? What he learns and where he goes to school. So he asked him, his question was, what, cla- what class are you in school? That was his question. So the kid says, I don't go to school. I don't go to school. Finished. Well, this is in a whisper. So, in, in Russia, if you don't send your kid to school, it's a death penalty. It's a death penalty. They gave this in Ruslan. If you don't send your kid to school, the parents are Mukhiv Misa. Anyway, he was shocked, of course, but he kept quiet. He tried to contain all his emotions to act normal so that you shouldn't mess up this conversation with them. Okay, you don't go to school? He doesn't ask why. Makes his make, mind my own business. Next. You have some friends? You wanted to uh, be sociable with the kid. No shit. You don't go to school, but at least have friends. He has no friends. I can't change myself, but the toots of the everything together is building up that he's ready to plot this road. He doesn't understand what, uh, what's going on here. The kids are my after the rough show that he's like perplexed and he doesn't know what to say anymore, he doesn't even know what to ask anymore, he doesn't know what's going to be next, he's afraid to open his mouth. So the kid said that he never went out of this room. From the time that he was born until this second, he never was out of the room. He was born in the room. In this room he was born. And when he was born, the father and the mother swore, they made a pact with themselves that they're going to hide the fact that they had a child. They're going to they're gonna hide the fact that this kid was born. Why? Because going to school is mandatory in Russia. And since going to school in Russia means that you're going to learn kfira, minus, that there's no evishter, even though they won at race he wasn't a big Talmachochem, he was a plain, simple yid. But he says, I can't send a kid to a school which is going to preach that there's no Evishta. And if I'm going to have a kid, then it has to be with a Tanai that he's never going to go to school. And the only way to do that, to stay alive, is by hiding the fact that you have a kid. So the husband and the wife promised each other that they're going to live this kind of a life where they're going to be able to hide the fact that they have a child. Everything is a whisper. When the kid was young and the kid cried, the kid cries. So they always had a radio on. There was a radio always. So the kid, Achveis, became three years old. And there's no mokshash that he's going to cry. So there was no way that anyone had an inkling that there was a kid. This kid never never was in the sunlight in his life. 
But the reason why he was white like a ghost is because the mother and the kid, since the kid was born, never walked outside. The mother didn't walk outside because she was afraid to leave the kid alone. And the kid never walked outside because they have to hide the fact that he's alive, that he exists. The kid never had a bris mila. Couldn't have a bris mila because they're, they're waiting to not to arouse any suspicion. Usually a bris mila, a minion, a bring a moil, a They couldn't. They didn't find any opportunity. And the kid is nine years old. They did not find any opportunity that the kid should have a bris mila. They're still trying to figure out a plan. The father said to the rov where they could have a bris mila. The reason why he stopped writing his brother 10 years ago is because 10 years ago his wife became pregnant with this kid. And he was afraid he might forget for a second and write something in the letter that his wife is pregnant or that the kid was born. Because everything there is censored. They laid an Allah brief, and if they want, they could take any letter and read it before it goes out. So he was afraid that it would come out that this child is born, and if he's born, so they'll, they'll take him away from the parents, they'll kill the parents, and they'll force him to go to school. So they put, their, they put themselves in a massive of Sarkona. It's already 10 years, 9 years, over 10, it's come out 10 years, it's from the time of the pregnancy till now, it's 10 years. <coughs> that they're living in this type of Mesiras Nefesh in order that a kid should have a Chinuch of a Yid. The father, who's not a big time in Chochem, learns with him. With whatever else a child has to teach him. So, when the... Uh, when the rogue finished his visit with this uh, with his family, he walked outside, and he says he never cried as much as he cried then. He says it's He says the two simple people that never never really learned yeshivas, never became, never had a real gavaldic background. To such a degree. To Kedeah, the kin shouldn't be exposed to Kfir or Minus and 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 he says that he can say the mund whenever he met American people, whenever he had make an appeal, whenever he met, met Bene Teva, he says he always said over this Maisa. He says, How could a person krechts as a schwer? To schwer to give him Gel Twat's docker, or a Ben Teva sometimes krechts that it's schwer. He says, he says, after he told him the Maisa with this kid in Russia, he says, How could your krechting, how could your problems, how could your little problems compare to this Gavaldik and Mesiras Nefesh of this family in Russia? And the emissaries, there are many Maisas like this. Later when I met this Rob, he told me that somehow the kid got out. The kid get out. The family got Rishus to leave to Israel, to Israel, and somehow they smuggled the kid out in a in a valise. How, what, when, and how he doesn't understand. It. 
you can't understand how in the world they got him out that people should know that there was a kid. He doesn't understand. They didn't tell him. But he met the brother in Eretz Yisrael. He met this guy in Eretz Yisrael. And when he met him in Eretz Yisrael, it was after the Bar Mitzvah. The kid was Bar Mitzvah in Eretz Yisrael. When I said over this mice, I told over this mice. So he told me a different Meister. He said, that he knows of, uh, he knows this Meister Claw firsthand, even though he wasn't a Russian. But he knows Claw, the facts are 100% true. He says once, Vedach Claw, it's Kamat never Shaykh. To make a bris in Russia bismanoy, because uh, they, they don't like, they don't, they're against this zakhan in Russia. They harass you. So mamela to get a minion with a moil with a even if they know that there's a kid, it creates too much suspicion. You're doing religious things underground maisa zakhan, so it takes a long time until they're able to have a bris without arousing suspicion. Anyway, once they uh, postponed the bris milah for a year. For years time. And uh, when they finally were able to make it, right after the bris, they brought the kid to the mother, right after the bris miller, and they brought the kid to mama, who was waiting in a, behind the room, in a different room. And as soon as she took the kid in her hand, she fainted. She fainted. So they right away put water on her face and they got her back, they revived her. And they asked, uh, maybe she needs a doctor, if she doesn't get in the hospital, what's wrong? She doesn't feel well, what's this? And she answered the following. She said, from the time that the kid was born, until now, until the bris miller, she didn't kiss her child once. A gewaltige starkheit from a person that she says, I have a child, and she shouldn't once kiss her child from the time that the kid was born until now, was a year old. Why didn't she want to kiss the kid? Because she knew that they won't have, be able to have a bliss in the regular time. So Mamela, she, she made up in her mind that Kozman, the kid, is not gemalet. I mean, if I say it's a but. She made up in her mind, calls man the kid is not Gamal, so he's not a regular yid. And she didn't want to kiss her child until he becomes a Hamasayid. Bis the bris is another is a that's how she thought with her with her vibe she was able to withhold kissing the kid now that they gave her the kid. So she kissed the kid for the first time since the kid was born. And out of Gavaldi Kesimcha, she fainted on the spot. These are just two little maisalah that go to show you what the Tutzach when mentions and in Moisenevich to Mekayim Zayn, Tero Mitzvah. The emphasis. Oh, this is it. And the emphasis, 
But the purpose of, of me saying over this mice is not that you should know that in, in, in Russia is Memois and Efesh Abyssal underground to Mekhaim Zayn Terum Mitzis. The purpose of such a mice is Yedarena Zol Zachoplanen. Yedarena Zol Zachoplanen by Zich. That uh, you think that if you face, that if you get supper late, or you get Malka late, or you get a lousy lunch one day or something like that, or the chicken is too tough to chew, and Ochazel Chabob Mises, or the turkey doesn't taste good. So, do main stuff, I don't say die Messiras Nefesh. It was Messiras Nefesh given Patera, Grace and Messiras Nefesh. But you should all be ashamed if they're hearing such Mises. But the tracks, when the Gistar cracks, as the Schwertz allowed in Tehran, I yeshiva because the turkey is hard, and Ochazel Chabob Mises. So, you have to be ashamed. People are Mamish Messiras Nefesh. Mamish, they put their life in jeopardy. In order to have the Gelegenheit to sein a Yid versus Maimon Batera, versus Maimon in the Revishter. They put their life in jeopardy, and and we, B'nai Tera, we have all the Gelegenheit, all the opportunities to sit and learn Tera. We have air conditioners and heaters and meisters and Zachen and showers and all was with our with all the tightness on the showers, and all the tightness on the rooms, and all the tightness on the beds, and all the tightness on this, and all the tightness on that. We have everything that you need. And still we don't learn Tehra Vizadav Tzadak. It's like, it's Yechidim in every yeshiva that stand out, that are sitting and learning Tehra and making the best use of their time while they're in the yeshiva. But the Bader Klal, here for the Olam is... Uh, yeah, the type of father sent to the yeshiva, you have to go, you have no choice, what else are you going to do? So, Mamele, you're here, you're stuck, so you do it to be Yitzha. If you would realize how much these people would give to be able to be in your shoes, to be able to be in a yeshiva, sit and learn Teira, Yom Galayla, it's, it's, it's indescribable. One says, Anavla Gedola, on our part. And the truth of the matter is, That the world steht auch auf unsere Tera. And the Tera of the etliche, uh, let's say there's a half a percent of people in yeshivas from Klai Yisrael. I don't think there's a half a percent. Maybe it's a quarter of a percent. Maybe it's an eighth of a percent. It could be it's even less. If you'll take the population of Klai Yisrael and figure out how many are there in yeshivas sitting and learning Tera. It's a joke. You have to be an expert on small fractions to know the exact fraction of how many Yidin are in yeshivas sitting and learning Teira. When the Teira helped the Chub develop, that's why the Velten is in a sorry state that it is. Also, the Zayavainik Teira. But Meidah Gisa, it's the other way around. Because on you stands the Velt, then your Teira is very Chosh of Your Teira standing is holding up the world. Who else is holding up the world? Velan Teira, It's only the Etlach of Yeshivas Rosador. In the Gantz of El, how many yeshivas are there? How many Bnei Teir are there? And in every yeshiva, half of the guys don't learn properly. They're badly. I mean, a diva's learning of an Evis. So it's Shrekwach. Now, I'm going to show you what's doing from another side of the globe. We're still talking about Yisrael Heinz. I'm not telling you this time to show you uh, that I know a meister from Russia and then a meister from Eretz Yisrael. The purpose is you should have a shtikel achrayis and use out your time in yeshiva v'sedaf tazad. 
Everybody knows that in Eretz Yisrael, there's a big Balshuva movement going on. A lot of people are, are coming close, coming to Yiddishkeit. In Eretz Yisrael, those that don't know, there are many, many people that are three Jairus in Eretz Yisrael. Where all three Jairus who are Mamish had no shaykhs whatsoever with Yiddishkeit. Not only they had no shaykhs, but many of the Zaydis of these kids were the most violent, anti-Yiddishkeit people that there ever were. And somehow, the Rebishter, the Rebishter has his plan before Mashiach comes, which is Mamish around the corner. Right now, in the United States, The Census Bureau this past year proved that the uh, Jewish population in the United States reached zero population. Was maintenance, zero population, was maintenance the Delta, maintenance. Every year there are people that die, and every year there are people that are born. So usually the people that are born are more than the people that die. So every group of people in the United States grows at some percentage. 1%, 2%, 10%, 15%. So the Jewish population in the United States reached zero. How could it reach zero? We can decide. Because there are so many people, I think it's the statistics are three out of five Jewish marriages are with a shiksen. So it comes out, if a Jew marries a shiksen, what happens to his kids? So, and people die, and people are born. So if you take everything into consideration, the Jewish population reached zero, which means that last year there was no more Jews than there were before. And slowly but surely it's going to become a negative population, which means that there will be less, less Jews in the United States than there were the year before. We can design because of the Gemisht Chasanas. So, come to us with some modern phenomena. On one hand, there's, there's, there's in the United States and in Israel and in other places, and even in Russia, like the, the person that spoke for Ezra Sachem, those that understood him. When, when he spoke with that young guy, he spoke about 3,000, I think he said, 3,000 intellectual Bali Chuvah, 3,000 younger in Russia that went to school went to colleges so around the world even in Russia in the United States and in America and in, in, in Eretz Yisrael there's a there's a there's a awakening so do a Bali Tshuva Yeshivas and Monsi do a Bali Tshuva Yeshiva in New York do a Bali Tshuva Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael do a Bali Tshuva Yeshiva also Meach and Eretz Yisrael do a Bali Tshuva on the other hand that never happened like this in the history of Chayisrael that Rive of, Jew, of Jewish chassidism are with Never happened in the history of the of of of, of, of the, the Ganzevelt. So 
How many people were polled? I don't know. Not that. I'm not the Gansa Medina. But I don't know. Why. Let's say it's a million people. It's not less. But whatever it was, one thing is clear. 300,000 youth, 300,000 young people that were asked whether you'd rather be born a Jew or a Goy, said they'd rather be born a Goy. He's an Israeli-born citizen. Sabbaths. Why would you rather be born a, a Goy? Because uh, there's no advantages of being a Jew. And for a camp, there's only concerns of being a Jew. Jews are always persecuted and persecuted in Allah Saudzachan and Allah Zachan and Allah Zachan. What do we have from it? Nothing. And all we suffer is that Arabs hate us and this one hates us and hates us and, and in Russia they hate us and this one hates us. So for this shocked everybody in Israel when this when these results were were made public. Because even the Friday, the whole basis for Zionism, Zionism. The whole basis for Zionism was it's a nationalistic feeling. We'll have our own country. We'll be proud of our own country. We'll be proud of our own land. We'll have nationalistic feelings and we'll, we'll stop anti-Semitism. We'll be happy. We'll do this. All kinds of shtusim ha'avolim for the Abedizavah called Zionism. And this was the most glaring Shaila and Kasha to freak them up. Here's 300,000 youth in your country, in your nationalistic country, that say they'd rather not be Jews. So what's this doing? But anyway, we're not interested how it reared on. We're not interested how it reared on the uh, the prior Zionisten. But there were many Erlachiyidim that became shocked from this. So a lot of people that had no shachas with the Baal Shuva movement were shocked, mama shocked, and that spurred them on. How could you let such a thing in your own backyard? There's Israeli kids that are growing up feeling that they'd rather be a guy than a Jew. So there's a Yid, I'll just tell you one episode. There's a Yid, a Svaldish Yid, who decided, he was a Boch at the time, and he decided he'll go and speak to the prophet. It'll get Rishos to go in from the principal. And I'll speak to them, not begging Yiddishkeit so much, but to be proud to be a Jew. Epis, epis, And his mannerism of, of, of getting in and speaking to the kids was, he used to walk over to the principal, and he used to say to the principal that he's very concerned about this poll that just now was released, and he wants to do something about it. He wants to give the kids some pride about being a Jew. And he would say, his name is, this is how, he, this was his gimmick, how to get in. He, he, he would say, his name is, his name was Yosef. Shmi Yossi Ichpatli. Ichpatli. What does Ichpatli mean? Sigit Mavon, it bothers me. So, right away, the principal would ask, what kind of name is Ichpatli? Never heard of such a name of Ichpatli. So, he right away would say, Shmi Yossi And there's other stars and Sakat stars and Nakazalka stars in the world that became Balichuva. So what they do is as follows. During the time of vacations in Elf's world, there's four vacation periods in Elf's world. Like over here, the Goyim have a great different vacation times. The summer, the Katla, the Great Rotnaf, there's also four vacation periods. 
It's different for seasons. I don't know. One is in the summer, one is for Sukkot, one is for Pesach, and one is for something else. You can actually decide what the Hanukkah is. So during these vacation periods, what they do is as follows. They advertise in the papers that whoever wants to go on a vacation, they can come to a hotel, beautiful hotel, that they rent out, that this group rents out for that week. And it's going to be very cheap, half the price that it normally would cost. Three meals a day. And there'll be babysitting service all day. There's swimming, there's this, there's horseback riding, all sorts of things. There's the place tennis, there's all sorts of that open up application. They're going to provide. But on one condition, that they should be marutsu, they should be agreed to listen to some drushes. Drushes about Yiddishkeit. About about Zainayid. So they knew what they're getting into the Khatrila. But Ghanish, you know, it's a vacation. Listen to Abdul Rasha. The Bible is on vacation. And it's going to cost half of what it normally would cost. And a lot of people go for it. People that normally wouldn't be able to afford it. And what they do is during this week, they bring every day different levels of speakers. In the beginning, they have no people there with a beard. No Pruma Yidin there. No real Pruma Yidin. Everybody looks modern. And they see people, different people, are sort of have a yarmulke, but the different people address them. And there's no conditions, no prior conditions. They don't have to wear a yarmulke. They don't have to, the, the ladies who have hair. No condition whatsoever. No conditions whatsoever. Whatever you want, that's what you can do. But you have to agree to listen to some brushes. And they bring good speakers to come. And as the days go on, it's only one week. And as the days go on, they get uh, a more Pruma type of speakers, then more Pruma type of speakers. And then they bring down these big comedians that became Bali Shuva, who are famous all over this world, and they address them, other types of speakers. And their rate of success is gewaltig. In one week's time, they take most of these people, intellectual people, engineers, doctors, dentists, lawyers, they take people who has no shayach whatsoever with Yiddishkeit, and in a week's time, Kamat, 90%, which the great agreed to become from a Yiddish. Now, at the end of, at the end of the, uh, at the end of everything, they have former Bali Tshuva, like from Osimeach, from yeshivas that are recognized that are these well, Bali Tshuva yeshivas that are in existence a long time already, and these people come and tell over to these new people how they themselves became Bali Shuva. And these sessions make a tremendous bearing on, on, on the, the new group, the fresh group that just came to the seminary with the quote, when they went on Bali Shuva. I'll just tell you over one or two mices. Mices. Of uh, people that are becoming Balichuvid out this world. This is an odd mice, but the reason I'm going over the mice is because it contains a Yusur in here that normally you wouldn't. What does it call? Let me see the swar. Uh, they got me the fish. Gewusst as they call, as you see, it's a swarm. 
uh, family from Eretz Yisrael that was in the United States. What is the family? A husband, a wife, and three kids. This guy, the husband, worked for the Secret Service of Eretz Yisrael. Or not Eretz Yisrael, Medina Yisrael. The, the, the Secret Service in Medina Yisrael is called the Shin Bet. What's mean Shin Bet? Sheirut Bitachon. It means uh, secret, secret service. Or uh, security service, whatever you want to call it, translate it literally. And this person was on a mission for the uh, government in the United States. He was traveling with his wife and three kids, two boys and a girl. And they were traveling in a rainstorm in the United States. And the rain was so schrecklach that you couldn't see the highway anymore. Couldn't see the road anymore. It was impossible to see the road. And the car veered off the road and fell down a cliff. So three or four levels of this cliff. And they ended up in the second level of the cliff. In a very precarious massive. The station wagon was, it was a station wagon they were driving in. It was, it landed on its side. And if it would go an inch or two more, it would fall down another level of the cliff. That's how it landed. Kids are my Everybody's, uh, the lady I'll quote one of them, the one that said over to my She was like in a massive of shock a little bit for Shetzer. But uh, she got out of the car to assess the situation and she saw what happened. She saw that if the car moves a drop more, they go down by them. The two oldest kids who were boys got out of the car without opening up the doors of the car. They climbed out very gently from the window so that they shouldn't have to open the door and close the door, whatever. But the opening and closing of the door could cause the car to fall down by them. With Mamish on its side. Kitara Meister, she takes out the two boys who were around there, seven and nine, I think it was. And uh, she was afraid that they'll, she'll let them walk around here, they'll fall right down the cliff. The Kamat couldn't see anything. Anyway, it was pouring Shrekla. So she takes the two kids, the two boys, and she runs back with them. She goes fast with them back to a tree further away from the place where the car is so that they should be in a safe place, a relatively safe place. And she told them, under no circumstance, no matter what happens, should they leave from this tree. They shouldn't walk away from this tree. She runs back to the car to see what's put up with the medula, the two-year-old kid. And uh, the kid was calling for her. And she just didn't know how to get her out, though. But she's afraid to open the door. Because she opened the door with the kid, the chavun, to found the ganser car and go down an embankment. The kid, so she says, she doesn't know exactly how the kid came out, but somehow the kid climbed out through the window without too much difficulty. She doesn't know yet. She can't figure out what she did. But somehow she got the kid. And she shoved the kid out of the window of the car. And uh, she put that girl also together with the other two brothers, with her two brothers by the tree, and told her she shouldn't go away. She runs back to the car. She says, I can't tell about her husband. The husband is sitting in the driver's seat. And she calls him, and he doesn't answer. So she didn't know if he's dead, if she's not dead, uh, maybe he's in shock, maybe he's in a coma, maybe he's in a Meanwhile, during all this 
while she's trying to assess the situation with her husband, the three kids of hers that are by the tree all of a sudden start calling out, Abba! So she couldn't understand whether they're calling out Abba. Abba's over here in the car, or half dead, or dead. And they hoof an Abba over there by the tree, so she runs back to the tree to see what's going. And she sees that another man, somehow there was another accident, and another car fell off the cliff, but it's not where they are, further up. Not as low as they fell. He fell on a, on, a, on a higher embankment. And these kids saw that man walking, and you couldn't see anything come out anyway because it was pouring, so they thought it's their father. The kids said, so this man broke his leg, this man that fell in the other car broke his leg, and he saw that there's another car down here, so Bikita Ramaisi, he slept himself up with his broken leg, leg up the uh, embankment, up the cliff, whatever it was. And he stopped the car on the highway. And they called the ambulances with helicopters and dollars with his achen. And they, uh, the lady says that they got her up with some kind of a bully. It was too dangerous. It was mud, it was shrekla, they couldn't get a vehicle down there. And it was too hard for a helicopter. They, they slept her up with some kind of pulley system. And uh, they took the whole family up, put her in an ambulance, and she conked out. She conked out. She doesn't remember anything after that. She found herself uh, in a hospital, and then they had to tell her that her husband was dead. So she fainted right away again. She right away fainted because she said that she she loved him more than she loved her kids. He was a gewalt that could find a good dimension. He was born in this basic small section of, of Yerushalayim. But he had no shack of the Yiddishkeit or anything, but he was a Gavaldic of good dimension. Basically a friar mishpacha that had no shackles whatsoever to Yiddishkeit. Anyway, she stayed in the hospital. They made on her face seven operations in order that she should be able to function. And uh, while she was in the hospital in the United States, she had some kind of a feeling that she has to thank the Abishta for being alive. So she asked the chaplain of the hospital, who was a conservative rabbi, for a tillum. She wants to say tillum. Tillum is not so hard for an Israeli to say. It's Hebrew. Even though she never said it before. She had no shachas with the before. So she asked the rabbi for a tillum. The rabbi for Tetzach, a conservative, Mesus and Medea, Hayanach Shemaynik, he said to her, in his broken Hebrew, he said, you still, you still believe in God after what he did to you? And she said, Adarabba, because of what happened, she wants to have shaykhs with the Ayyvishta. The kid says, she got the tillum, and she resolved that somehow, she doesn't know exactly what, she wants to become she goes back to uh, Israel after the seven operations are over, after the hospital stay for the kids are over. She comes back to Israel. She lives in a small fire, a small village, or a small little city near Penebrak. And slowly but surely she has questions about Yiddishkeit, about kosher, what's kosher, what does kosher mean, what can't I have, what must have I have. She didn't know anything. And one day she says, while she's going, all this she related to the, to the to seminar of New Bali Shuva. She's explained how she became a Balashtuva. Anyway, while she's uh, 
in her village, she decided that she has to get a job after everything, uh, she was over everything, and uh, she got from the government because her husband wasn't a shin bed. But the mice said she wanted a job. So one day she's walking in the street in her, in her city, a small village city, going on a certain street to look for a job, going towards a certain street, and uh, a taxi cab driver who was not carrying any passengers asked her where this and this street is. It happened to be the same street where she was going. And she got into a conversation with him, and she said, I happen to be going to that street while I'm looking for a job there. What are you going there for? So he says, I'm a, I'm a taxi cab driver in my free time. I want to learn. And I heard someone told me that around here is a yeshiva. And on this and this street is a yeshiva. So I wanted to see what I could find out. So that was the first time that she heard that in that city that she lives in is a yeshiva. She didn't know that exists a yeshiva in her city. Kids, she didn't get the job, but it's not a game whether she got the job or not. She later went into that yeshiva and she made arrangements for her kids to learn in that yeshiva. They had a cheder, they had for little kids, for older kids, and for adults. And it's two and a half years after the accident now. A kid is in yeshiva for a time already. It's over around two years there. And the kid, the oldest kid, is already learning Gomorrah. Slowly but surely, she, she learned about Yiddishkeit, and she sent the kids to Yeshiva. And she wasn't 100% in Gansen yet, but from that way, the kid she sent to Yeshiva. And this, what happened now, in this, uh, this episode here with Yeshiva, is what, uh, with the kid, is what really made her 100% committed to be a Emerson from a year, and she moved to B'nai Brak. And this made a big race among the people in this seminar. She said the following episode happened. It's a little bit spooky. The kid was learning Baba Khan. And he uh, was learning Shoshan Agachatapara. And he was having a Bechina on Shoshan Agachatapara, but he was very not Matliach in his Limudah. This kid, who had a weak background to start off with, he just couldn't make it. He couldn't make it. He just couldn't make it in the yeshiva. And since the next day there was a bechina, he decided he's not going to yeshiva anymore. He couldn't take the pressure anymore, and he knew that he's going to get a zero or maybe a five, and he just didn't want to go back anymore. So he tells his mother that he doesn't want to go back to yeshiva anymore. And finished. She shouldn't put up too much of a fight. He can't make it. He can't make it. Welcome to And he went to sleep. Resolved that he's not going to yeshiva the next day. He'll go to a private public school, get some shachas of Yiddishkeit, maybe some other way. Anyway, the kid has a dream. In the dream, the father comes to him. This is the first time that he had a dream about his father since the accident two and a half years ago. And the father says to him, uh, You know, how are you? The kid says, Fine. What's doing? He says, uh, we became Nazi-Yid, the kid tells his father. We became Nazi-Yid, we became from a Yid. That's the news. We became Nazi-Yid. How things in school? No, we don't go, I don't go to school no more, I go to Yeshiva. So he says, how things in Yeshiva? He says, very bad. What's wrong? He says, I have a Bechina tomorrow, and I don't think I'm going to make it. So I really don't plan on going back anymore. Not too good. 
Kids are my sis. It's not the sense that he's a kid. What are you learning? He tells him a gemara of a kama. In addition to his parents. So the father says to the kid, get a gemara, I'll have with you. I'll have with you. So the kid says to the father, what do you mean you're going to have me? You're not, uh, you're not that kid. You never learned any, uh, any gemara. You can't help me. You don't even know what it's all about. So the father said the following. He said, from the time the family did shuva, from the time that the wife and the three kids became that the inn, they said, they pulled it over there. So they put him in Gan Eden and mezitzim alapetam gemara. Mezitzim alapetam teira. Teira, nevim, ksuve, mishne, gemara, mitzalapetam. So if you'll tell me what you're learning, I'll, I'll study with you. So the kid says, well, the cabinet, Shoshana he gets a gemara, oh, this is in the chalam. And they learn. The next morning, the kid wakes up and tells his mother, he's going to Yeshiva. The mother didn't want to ask no questions. The kid wants to go, let him go. She was just tickled things, all again, he's okay, no problem, I don't got to transfer him anywhere, all again. Anyway, he comes home with a hundred on his test. Comes up with a hundred, not one single mistake. She shot, and the kid shows it to the mother, hundred. So the mother was, uh, what's going on here? Last night you told me that you're not going back to Yeshiva because, uh, because uh, the, the camp comes on, how could you get a hundred? What happened all of a sudden? And he didn't cheat. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, uh, the kid tells over the dream. So when she heard this nice to the dream, I told you before that she loved her husband more than she loved her kids. So when she told over this nice to the mother, the mother was so spoiled from it that because of what she did and what the kids did, the father is sitting in Gan Eden and he has indescribable pleasures in Gan Eden because of the actions of his family. So she was resolved from then on to become an emissary from a lady. They moved to Bnei Brak. And the hindsight is, oh, emissary, 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 from a fraud. When the kid is at an emissary, Bnei Teira, the father and the choshev is the yeshivas in Bnei Brak. Emissary, tell me the chafamim, alamdim, and I'll put this up. So I say, when she said over this meiser, in this seminar of this fresh group of of kinnik shenishvus, I say that they were very impressed because not only when you become a bal tshuva do you save yourself, you don't just save yourself anymore. Anaya's dimension was added here. That you're not, you say fathers, mothers, bubbles, zaydas. Free the gedeiras, you say. So Hashem made a big impact on Asacham and Gevein. A lot of people there cried, v'chiyas, and they resolved to become Bali Tshuva. On Azei Geitas and Eretz Yisrael Kiseida Azei. People, for some reason, there's a Sadai Sayyidus, Bashamayim, that mentions on Son Shuba. So it comes out, we have two two pictures to look at. Where basically you could become the beer from a year. There's Messirat Nefesh in Russia, the Makayim Zayn Tehro Mitzvah. There's about Shuba movement, like you heard in the, in the, in the by this Ezrazach in Russia. Where they have to do everything underground and all kinds of Zach in order to be able to be Makayim 
Herr Mitzvah, der Herr Taschmische Kedusche, Zwarren, Brismille, noch ein solche Sachen. Schritte, das gab es mal für uns abstehen, wo sie scheuchen, die Sachen. Dann die Leute schritten und er hat gewonnen, er scheuchen. So, all these things, there's a lot more Meisters, there's hundreds of Meisters like this. Now, there's a little Meisters, they're not interesting, it's not interesting to know Meisterlach. It's Meisterlach now, this guy became Malchub, this guy became Malchub, it's nothing earth-shattering. But there's a welt, a welt, a welt, a welt in every yeshiva of this world. Um, younger mention was in a Balichuva sitting alone in Yonvalala. Mamish Yonvalala. Absalom Shabalon Zalangzun told me the following. He said that he went once also to these seminars to speak. They invited him. First they told him, you can just come to see what's doing there. You don't have to speak. But they wanted him to speak. So they figured that I'll become so enthused about it that I want to speak. So he spoke. He said the following. He said he traveled to one of these seminars with this guy by the name of Nishken Gai. His name is Uri Zohar. Uri Zohar is a famous comedian in Eretz Yisrael that became a Balchuva. So he traveled with him from Yerushalayim to this seminar, which is somewhere in the sticks in Eretz Yisrael. He said, the Lee Guzma, he says the whole time they were in the car, and maybe it took two hours to get there. Says the whole time that they were in the car, Absalom was in the car, Uri Zohar was in the car, and another guy is in the car. Who's the other guy? Uri Zohar Kavrusa. Says the whole time they were traveling, they were sitting and learning Gemara. Also, Sugiyam Baba Kama. Chasim Bela Demazik, Chasim Bela Denizik. Against the Sugiyam Baba Kama. And he said there wasn't a second that they stopped learning during the time that they were traveling. They had a special lamp made that you could learn in the car. Battery or power lamp. I put the lamp. Was my kid sitting around in the car? And he pushed it. He said to me, he says he felt nevuyish. Pushed it, felt nevuyish. These are the Bali children. They're sitting, the learning mamish nishkain sekunda that they waste. They didn't waste a second. And he's uh, not in chef. I say something. They're learning, so he mixed in with their learning because they're not too careful. But he says, yeah, nishkain kach sitting around in the car. Gashi faces and confronts him in the car. In the car, never mind. I like the safer. Later he found out that this Uri Zohar makes a Tanai Kofu. Whenever he speaks, that he's a very wanted speaker. Balachuva allowed him to speak Kaseda. The yeshivas and Moises that work with Balachuva always ask him to speak because he has a Kabbalic Ashkor on Balachuva. Because he was the most famous star in Arab Israel, the most famous comedian, the most famous actor. But the Tanai is, he doesn't go nowhere without his Kharusa and without a lamp where he's able to sit and learn no matter where he goes. He says the whole time that he was by the seminar, he stopped learning by some other rabbi, except for the drosha that he gave. He gave a drosha, which made a big hashkor uh, on everybody. But other than that, he says he learned, imamish, he, did, like, he says he didn't stop learning a drosha. And he says it's not only here, it's all over, because his neighbor is also such a comedian, Absalom told me the neighbor of his that lives on top of him in Eretz Yisrael, his name used to be Moshe Pippik. <laughs> that was his, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his theatrical name in the, in the Israeli theater, Moshe Pippik. If I say that his name is not Pippik, his name is Arnon. But he also, he says, he knows him personally. He says he lives right upstairs from him. He says the guy is an Oni Ve'evian. He's Moshe Nefesh for Teirah and Yiddishkeit. 
And the only time that he gets money is when they ask him to speak because he's, he's wanted to speak. He takes just a little bit when he needs Kedai Chayev and he sits and learns Yom Balaam. He sits and learns Yom Balaam. He could have, whatever he wanted, he could have had. He was given both of these stars, whatever most famous stars in Elsie saw. So he says, he says, those that know about it, those that see it, it's not Shayev that you shouldn't become Mushpah from it. So what's it is Negeyawans about it? Your Christ is not to go around making balichuva. That's not your job. And if you do it, if you're going to leave the yeshiva, go around making balichuva, then you're a deserter. It's like a guy that's in the United States Army, and he decides he doesn't like the food of the army, and he'll gain to the Navy, on the shush, and goes resign. And he figures, what's well, he can't buy? He's working for the same United States government. He's working for the same principle in the same course. So Avada, he's called a deserter. Avada, they'll, they'll, they'll talk martial him. Uh, either I'll shoot him or don't put him in jail for the rest of his life. Ah, what's this? A deserter is a deserter. Yeah, the rain or sign plot. Sign plot to give him the down bay, but for bribing the down bay. The other guy's place is in the navy, and they're bribing in the navy. When I say it is by Clyde's role. In Clyde's role, there's also an army and a navy and an air force and marines and other black. I don't know what's the name of our what he called, our division. It's surely not called Civil Sashem, so let's not mention that. <laughs> Everybody here is in the army, whether you like it or not. Do this stuff in the army. Do this stuff in the army. And the army is the most harsh of army. In every army, there's all kinds of different people. There's the cooks in the army, and there's the people that take care of the heat, and the engineers, and the vehicles, the soldiers. There's all different people. The most crushable part of the army than in the B'nai Taylor. Leave us shisim. Leave us the Vazgale Muhammad. What keeps Kali Israel going, or what keeps the world going, is just no B'nai Taylor. And the Taylor was a Lanan. There was a Mechanech in, uh, from Lakewood. Lakewood Mechanech who was teaching in a day school not far from Lakewood. And it was June, the end of the year, and he was very depressed. And Rabban, the Rabbanic Lugwafa noticed that he was depressed. So he asked him, what's it? So he said he's, uh, he says he has a good reason to be depressed. He says he had a class, I don't remember what the class was, let's say 20 kids. And he figured from these 20 kids in the day school he'll be able to send away Ruba the Ruben and Yeshiva, and a regular Yeshiva, and they'll become Taylor. And that's what he's working for. As the year went on, he saw that he won't be able to send away so many as he thought, and slowly but surely he saw that he's not going to be Matriach to send away more than two kids. And now he saw that even those two kids are not going to go to Yeshiva either. So he was depressed. He felt that he wasted a whole year. A whole year of his teaching went down a drain. I said, Vlad Talganish was like teaching. They're going to go to public school, and I couldn't talk. Eighth grade in a day school. So Rabban said, you shouldn't be depressed. Rakel, he said, all the work that you put in with these kids, you learned with them, even if it didn't help for these kids, but your Tera helped that in in New Mexico, or in someone will have his Tera's to be about children. We don't know how it works, but the Ruchnius that, that you that you put in, the Ruchnius, that, that you, uh, you put into this class in, 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 in a dual day school near Lakewood, 
that those children grace the zakhna, those kids have grace the zakhna, it doesn't mean that's the way. These kids are too, but other kids. In other words, what you have to understand is the following. Unser Taylor was Neil Lerman, but that great Ashkelon did over. And it's not always that Taylor of the one that knows the Gretz the longest or knows the Shir the best. It's the Taylor of the one that's most Omel in Taylor, that's who's of the, the most. The Taylor of the one that's most Omel, the one that Harv is the most, his Taylor, who's of Gansan and Elton. The Amelis of the Taylor is the most key ingredient, the most important ingredient that there is in Taylor. The Ravis is not interested in that you should know Kola Taylor Kula and that's it. We're finished, not good to talk. The Ravis should realize a man's or Kiseida Zaina Omel Bataylor. A man's that has to be Kiseida Omel Bataylor. That's why there's a mystery by Taylor that it becomes forgotten much easier than other Limudim. So that you can Kiseida be Omel. And even if you have a photographic memory, the Hedges is not happy with that. If you don't call on Taylor Kula, do that sign an Omel. Fakir, the guy with a photographic memory has a much harder job than a guy that doesn't have a photographic memory. Because it's harder for him to be an Omel by Taylor, because he knows everything already. So, so what do you want from him? That he should go deeper into it. So that's the eighth of a person that has a photographic memory. Paul Kachir, the Hovind can't photographic memory. Well, Mil Mil Dafin Takalanan and Horvin and Khazan in order to remember something. So Mil Mudan Hovind not Mail. They move the phone. So the one that's Omel, his head is most cautious. And really the truth of the matter is that in every class and in every yeshiva, it's yechidim that hold the yeshiva going. It's yechidim, yechidim. Because uh, uh, the majority of Bokham are not Omel be Sadaftazan. Then it's be Sadaftazan. And the address of every Bentayla is somehow to be awakened and understand that this is no monkey business. Mahalton by the Shvel, well managed by the threshold of Mashiach. Things are happening all around us. Silatoys and Silatah. To manage Ikra to the Mashiach. And the only way to save yourself is to be Isaac and Taylor and the Kassodim. This is the Chavit Chaim Almond Gizot. That people come to him to say them and they ask him for Isaac. There were different troubled times in the times of the Chavit Chaim and Thousands upon thousands of people flocked to the Chavit Chaim to ask him for Aces, wasn't so tough. And once he said, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, and he said it's Chalet, that the Talmudim of Rabbalazar Godel will ask Rabbalazar Godel, what should they do? What should a person do? Not what should they do. What should a person do to save himself from the Chavit Mashiach? Godel Amit turns to the Chavit and to the Chavit Mashiach, and he said, you have to go to the You have to be Oisek, and of course the word Oisek doesn't mean to learn. Oisik means more than one. Oisik means to occupy yourself and to be omel in it. And that's what I write in them. And tell them even if that's all. So the Chavit Chaim says, if you'll take, you'll bring here, the Chavit Chaim says, the room is going, with the Chavit with the Nesivis, with the Ktois, with the Chavit Chaim, with the Chavit and you'll gather them together in a room. And then you'll gather together all the Chavit that we know of. The Rambam, the Rambam, the Rajvam, the Ritvam, the Mirim, all of the Shadim was motivation from this. The Balayatesh, the Rashi. And you'll take together with them the Rabon and Savaroi, the Goinim, the different Kufis, and all the Amiroim, and all the Tanoim. And you'll put them all together in a big gigantic hall with one Tachlis. They should figure out what to do to the Rashi from the Chemle Moshiach. What did you do to save yourself from Shabbos that are going to exist in the times of Moshiach? The time right before Mashiach is coming. 
he says, there's no way that they can come up with a better Asa or a different Asa than what Abu Lazar Agodal says. And what did he say? I'm going to go back and So he said, what villains they? What do they want from these soil made? Meaning himself, what do they want from me? If all the Tanoim and Amaribos and Abonasarovoyim go in him and the Shaynim and Akroyim would be gathered together in one big gigantic room for an Aisha, what to do for the Torahs that are going to exist before Mashiach comes? No one would be able to give a different Aisha. So how could they expect me, Israel Meir? Ichzo Yegev and Anand Aisha. And he gave a crack. He says, Mephastasis, and Shabbos Pastasis in it. Why don't people understand that there's only one thing to save yourself and to save your families and to save Kai Israel? And that's to be able to tell them the Torah. Now, don't think, since the mother says it says to be able to tell them the Torah, so yes, so you'll call the Gemara, and tell them to get back on the Torah. And he says, then why do you deserve it? Dein job is off. Dein job is off. Two hearts of dein job. There was Kenneth Lowness, and there was Shem Tachkastik. Now, God, I've had this book in the Beit HaMedrashetik. Of it is an Helping someone become an Omobatera. Helping someone learn Tehras. Learning with somebody Mutsa. Learning with somebody Tanakh. Learning with somebody Alokhis. Learning with somebody thinks that someone wants to learn with. I do it. Some Chesed with the Tehras. We talk Alain hoping for them. So we kiss our Maitre. What we have listened from the country Shmuel says, this is the Maitre of Zeko. No, it's all written that you have a responsible job upon your, your shoulders. And you can't say, who am I? I'm just one bocher and one sister, and there's so many other yeshivas, and there's Philadelphia, and there's Lakewood, and there's Mir, and there's Terebedas, and there's Chaim Berlin, and there's Denver, and there's, there's Lewis, and there's all kinds of places, and there's other countries, and there's England, and there's Gateshead, and there's Manchester. You can't think like that. Because even if you Make a chesed of all the Bnei Teir, I told you. All the Bnei Teir, you'll put it together in a computer and figure out the percentage of time gone. That's Shrek. It's Shrek. That's Shrek. And you are not an insignificant part of the Teir of Christ's world. You have a tremendous, tremendous achrayat. And if you realize that a little bit, as of here, lit, sachir, tzai, naomil, batera, and you are on the front, you're on the Hades' army and you're on the front. And do that system. You're the one that has to shoot Kinega the Tum in the world and the Sitrach in the world. And do that help in Shuva in New Mexico by your learning Taylor. And your learning Taylor can make a Taylor of Shuva and Anatol or in Russia or in the Chalais in Timbuktu. So once you realize that and you have a single evidence about you, you're a little bit serious about it, but the Lamin on this. But the davening on the The davening. If, if you don't daven with a seriousness, you never can't learn with a seriousness. And, and the whole day is shot. There's no hatzlocha, there's no nothing. You can't start off the day by coming in for Borokho. Coming to seven, without the long day. You'll see from experience. You won't find the Neteva that, that will not clear without davening. The Mus help in Yerushalayim, and the Alabay in Yerushalayim is a Medav Davenin. And on when I say Medav Davenin, Medav Tzach Nishemim, where Abayi from Loimei, Medav Vishnu was Medavin. If you don't know what your Davening is, the Davening Kamat Zonis, and this is not the Kamat Zonis. And here for the Davening is Baruchos without Torah. As the Zonis, you're not Yisur, you're not Machavim, the first Baruchim, you're not Esther, 
And the only way you're not going to become part of that Mrs. Hanosha Mulumoda route for the next 70 years is by Kaseda being the Chadizam. You have to learn, I don't care who's going to tell you Fakel, and no one's going to tell you Fakel, but I'm telling you now, it's the Ika. you got to know what you're davening. You can't davening and shuffling on this Hitzim of Maras. It's a Hafeq. It's a Hachil of Hashem. you got to know what you're davening. It's a Hachil of Hashem. And with that, it's a to the Heinz English is to do them. You don't have to be ashamed. You take an English sitter and start dabbling with an English sitter. Don't try to learn the whole sitter in one day. Just concentrate on one bracha a week. You have a slow head, do one bracha in two weeks. One bracha in three weeks, do one bracha in four weeks. I don't care how retarded you are. Go die in the next week, the bracha. Then the next six weeks, or the next two weeks, or the next week, concentrate on another bracha. That means two brachas already. <laughs> For a regular bocha, in 19 weeks, he should be able to know Shemoneth. In 19 weeks, if each week you're having one bracha more, a regular average intellect could master a bracha in a week. <laughs> I'm not joking with you. That's Kachrit, Nehemiah, three times a day you're exposed to that bracha that you're supposed to concentrate on that week. So in 19 weeks, there should be no reason that you can't know Shemoneth. And, and you can say, now, after that, you work backwards. There's a stigma to the difficult, the brochus, benching. You take, make your own route. After a year or two of doing this, give yourself two years even. The davening has taken like a grand davening. This machavens are not the thing of the other das. It's open out to the other one. I've got some machavens. I've got some machavens. Someone's sticking still with Mahavadanga for any man in Kabona. The Gansu, the Gansu Davenin, the Gansu Levin is going to become different if you Daven. Your whole Levin is going to change if you Daven properly. You'll, you'll be aware that there's an Abisha. You'll be aware that you're talking on a one to one basis with the Abisha here, the Tom Dreimolato. So Mamela, Mamela, is that from the Hananda self name? You become a different type of person. Once you become a different type of person, your learning is different. Your learning is with more seriousness. Your learning is with more Yerushamayim. After two years of this, or three years of this, or let's say four years of this, we'll get sick and tired of this also. And you'll become, it'll become automatic. So you have to be Machadish. Look into Mephoshim. Take Arikat Shilas, or take the English city with the Mephoshim on the bottom, look up. And besides davening, start looking at Mephoshim. You have to, for the rest of your life, you say that, have some kind of discussion. So this way you don't become a Mrs. Hanoshim or a Modernist. And it's what you also say to be a be 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 ukulele. Your learning has to also be like that. Your learning, your davening, the egin alam and halacha. You can't learn halacha just to be yeser. You can learn halacha to the rishon the rabbanon like most of your parents and grandparents. Most of parents and grandparents. I'm not talking about anyone specifically, but I'm just talking in general. Most parents and grandparents, even if they went to yeshiva, know zero in halacha. How could it be? They went to Yeshiva and the Vidic and find a Bokhan and the Tutu and they came in the light and they went to Kailum because they never, they never learned Halokha seriously. So Mamela, they know zero. Usually they know less than zero because they have some ideas and usually they have the ideas by Drake. So Mamela, they end up saying such Takhum Tezachim that they manage Mahal Shabbos 
with such crazy doctrine and mices and Zachary, you can't believe it. Even Rabbonim don't believe the Sukkot. You can't even believe what, what some Rabbonim say because they're such a Marathon. Now let's talk about this hair of them. The Tayyab Mitzvah is another thing. It's like a joke. Sometimes I mention something in the ninth grade or even to all these matters about them. He looks at me like I landed from Mars. <laughs> what did I say? Something that's a Pusik in the tail. One of the mitzvahs of the tail, that's the tail in the tail. Looks at me. So what are you talking about? So Achil Hashem. A kid should be able to go through four years, eight years in elementary school, four years in high school, four years in business, and you didn't yet once learn uh, at least the mitzvahs that are negay of his manager. At least the Chvei Sefer HaMitzvah HaKotcher from Chobetz Chaim of Mitzvah that are Negev is Manazer. Forget about Tariyad Mitzvah. At least those Mitzvahs that are Negev is Manazer. But Hajot. Oh, I say the Telbachim, take the, in the back of the Avot Sifre Mutzah. There's a Kitzvah Sefer HaRedim. A Kitzvah of the Sefer HaRedim. He wrote a big Sefer. So there's a Kitzvah of the Sefer HaRedim that the Chayodim wrote for those things which are Negev is Manazer. At least you'll know the basics. Or one sifa day in the code of Jewish law printed in English and Spanish and Yiddish and Hebrew. One sifa day, if you would learn that on your own. So at least, when someone will say that there's a halacha, that you can't do this and you can't do that, it won't be so strange. At least, you'll know something about it. You're not going to learn so much, but at least have a certain distance. So do I have that in? It's unbelievable that I'm not I don't want to say any cases here because some of the Bachan will be Mavuyish. But some Bachan, I mean, don't know that. I mean, them, they'll come red like a beast. But some Bachan, not such a Marathon, Mamish, they don't know simple things which are written in the table. I'm just telling the Alibay things. And the reason why all this is because you're not serious about being a year. Because most of, most, of, most of us, you're a year because you were trained to be a year from the time that you were born, basically. So you're so automatic. But you're not really serious. And the only time that you'll be serious is if you stop this automatic eleven and you'll take upon yourself things on your own. That's where the Ica test is. The Ica test of whether you're an elephant or not an elephant is what are you doing to yourself to make yourself an automatic soul? Is that an unmutable event? So if you're here and then Russia is my mice and heaven, they keep a kid in a house for nine years. The kid never saw sunlight. This guy was Kamat, the only person that he saw other than his mother and father. Except when he peeked through the window sometimes, when I died, that he saw people walking in the street. People have my son Ephes, the adults in Ibn Raus, and that's the kind of mitzvah. People are there in Bali Shuva, and the Bali Shuva, so what's going to be, Rahman al-Islam could be the following. When the Shia comes, we're going to miss the boat. You know who's going to make it? All these guys. All these left field guys. The Balichuva from Erasmus, the Balichuva from Russia, and the Balichuva here, the Balichuva Dalton. Those are the guys that are doing things with our neighbors, with our soldiers, with our scratches, with our amkites. And they govern in with Trerin. When they say, Fachlon or Vinicius Hotonu, is govern in with Trerin. And we... <laughs> 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 so what could happen, Rachmano <laughs> Lesman, 
is when Mashiach comes, we're going to be the guys that ain't going to make it. And all these left field guys that we look down on are the ones that are going to make it. Don't live. That's what could happen. And I'm, I'm not telling you on my own. A lot of Tibetans said this. A lot of Tibetans that are living today said, they're they. Who's the ones that are going to be Makabo for the Mashiach? And who's the ones that are going to make it? And who's the ones that are not going to make it? We think, with our smug attitude, that since we're learning these TVs, we're the ones that are going to make it. First, you get an olive on the big B, then so another other that Mashiach is going to have a red carpet for you. And they trapped you. And it's very possible that uh, you have no sacrifice. No sacrifice to live. So Mamela, Zilich, I mean, the Catholics and the Alas of the Maitis and this sort of Maitis, the Maitis is just that, uh, to make it interesting. Uh, but the Catholics and the Alas of Maitis is, as always coming out of Salamaitis, every person has to become more serious. The davening, the blowing, the tongmitris, the minot of Machadeh, the other Nebuch of Everybody takes the minot of Machadeh very lightly here, not everybody, but most people, the Dabzayin errands, they're in the Mitzvah from the Taylor. On the often, I'm in the Chmissayer, I have this all, that's what happens, I have to say, 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 I have to say